This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, here we go. Bruchim Abba, welcome everyone. We're continuing in Masechus Ketubah, Staf Samach Dalit Amad Aleph. We begin on the bottom of the page. On Samach Gimel Amad Beis. Ika Da Amri, another version. What's going on over here? In the first version of the Gemara, the Gemara told us a story that the daughter-in-law of Reb rebelled and rebelled means she she says uh, she's trying to she uh, she likes the husband she just wants to annoy him. So in the interim she grabbed a silk garment that she brought into the marriage. So Amemar Marzutra Avashi were sitting with Gamda was there as well, and uh, they were deliberating regarding a woman who rebels whether she loses Beloyosa Kayom in her worn out garments that are extant. And basically they ruled in favor of Rev, uh, Rev Zvid. And Rev Gamda commented, why? Because Rev Zvid is a Gavar Rabba, so you're trying to flatter him. But Rav really wasn't sure that the woman should have to lose her worn out clothing. So now we're in the second version. Ika da Amri, Yasi Vikamri. Some say that they were sitting and they said, Marda A woman who rebels, she does not lose her worn out clothing. Kayam and that are extant. Amaluhu Rav Gamda. So Rav Gamda said, Mishum Because Rav Zvid is a great man, we're flipping the din on him. Because in this version, they said that she does not lose her worn out garments. In that case, even if the husband has it, she would be able to take it away from him. Um, in other words, uh, <coughs> Toysus asks, well, because the Gemara says, Amar of Kahanami boy boy la Rava. Rava had a question about it. And he didn't, he didn't answer it. Now the question though is, just because they paskin, she doesn't lose the worn out garments, but in the interim, the husband has it. So the husband has it. Um, so therefore they really were not ruling against Rev. Zvid. So Taisa says, in other words, Taisa says, in Taimar, Kivan Dulay Pashat, Hamoitsime Chaver of Haraya, Kivan de Tafsa, if she grabbed it, Loimafkinomina, we should not take it away from her. So, in other words, why is the halacha, what's their complaint against these Rabbanim? Because, uh, they said, Marda she doesn't lose it. But still, what's wrong with that psak? It's uh, Rava wasn't sure, so therefore um, she should be able to hold on to it. So Tosis in the first answer, so Tosis answers, well, there was there were Shiraim that she didn't grab, and now basically you're ruling in her favor. Okay, so what's the bottom line? Says the Gemara, Now that it's not clear either way, 
because Rava was unsure about the psak, if she grabs it, we won't take it away from her, because misafik, if she grabs it, we're not going to take it away from her. But if she didn't grab it, we won't give it to her. So it's like, it's a suffix. So if she grabs it, she keeps it. She doesn't grab it, we won't give it to her. And we will delay it for um, 12 months a year for her get. What does that mean? So in the interim, we're not going to give her the worn out clothing. We're not going to take it away from her if she, um, if she grabbed it. But we're going to delay for 12 months for her get. Why? What does that mean we're going to delay? We're going to, if she rebels, we're going to swing with her for 12 months. But uvahanach treisaryach yishasa in these 12 months, lesle mezoinimi bao. She does not have mezoinois from the husband. So we're going to uh, swing with her. Now, even though the Gemara said before that a Mayredes, the Mishnah said that we're going to subtract, from, we're going to deduct from her Ksuba. Rabbi Seinu took a vote and says we're basically going to uh, give it four weeks. At which point, um, that we, we tell her she's going to deplete the whole ksuba. But now, the Gemara is saying that in a situation where she has these uh, clothing, we're going to delay for uh, 12 months, hoping to sort of revitalize the marriage. Now, how is this consistent with what we learned earlier? That basically, if she's going to rebel, we either give it, uh, we give her the value of the ksuba, we let her deduct, deduct, deduct from the ksuba, or the Gemara seems to say the conclusion is that we we give her four weeks. So under what circumstances are we going to give the woman 12 months? But during these 12 months, she does not have mezainos from the husband. Says the Gemara, Amar of Tuvi Bar Kisna, Amar Shmuel, Koisvin Igeres Mered Alarusa. Rav Tuvi Bar Kisna said in the name of Shmuel, we write a letter of rebellion on a woman who's an Arusa who doesn't want to do Nesuin. But we won't write a letter of rebellion on a woman who does who rebels and doesn't want to do Yibam. If she doesn't want to do Nesuin, we're going to write a letter of rebellion. But if she doesn't want to do Yibam, we will not write a letter of rebellion. So Gemara asks, How could Shmuel say that? But we learned in Abraisa, whether she's an Arusa and doesn't want to do Nesuin, whether she's a Nesuin and she doesn't want to have relations, even if she's a Nida, even if she's a Chayla, or even a Shemeres Yavam, we will write a letter of rebellion. So how could Shmuel say a Shemeres Yavam, we won't write a letter of rebellion? The Braisa says, we do. Loi kasha. Kansha tavahu, kansha tavahi. It depends who wants it. Here we're talking about, he is saying, I want to do yibam to you. If he says, I want to do yibam to, to you, then it's rebellion. Kansha tavahi. If she says, I want to do yibam, 
That's not a rebellion. If he wants it, she's rebelling. That's what the Bryce is talking about. When Shmuel says it's not a rebellion, it's talking about when she wants it. So Shmuel said, Koisvin, Ein Koisvin, Igaris Mered, Al Shoimeres Yavam, it's talking about where she wants it. Says Gemara, the Amar of Tachlifa Bar Avimi Amar Shmuel, Tava Hu Niskakinloi. If he's Toivea, then we get involved. Tava He, when she is Toivea, ain't Niskakinla. We don't get involved to write Igeris Mered, to basically write, to add to her Ksuba. So if she demands. Yibum, we will not write any Geras Mered to add to her Ksuba. And we're going to see it's because if she demands, she's not commanded on Puri of Arivia. So therefore, she cannot demand Yibum. We'll see, well then, why could she demand Nesuin? Says the Gemara, B'mayu kimta l'hadashmuel. Alitha is when the, the Yavam declines a woman. What's even the Havamina? No, she's saying, I want you to do Yibam. And he's saying, no, I don't want to do Yibam. So then... He wants to do Chalitza. So she is not... Consi- he's not considered rebelling. Why would you think it is? He has an option to do Chalitza. Why is that considered... Why, yeah, why is that We're going to see in the Gemara, because, you know, uh, there were times in history where mitzvahs Yibam Kaidamas. So, since that was preferable, maybe that's considered a marida. Says the Gemara, B'mayu kim Shmuel. What are we establishing the din of Shmuel that if an yibam shamer siyavim is not a moiredes, is that we don't write Igeris Mered B'Shetavahi where she's claiming it. Hai Koisvin Igeris Mered Al Arusa, that which it says we write Igeris Mered on the Arusa, well, the Arusa is not the one refusing. The Arusa is the one demanding. So it shouldn't say Al Arusa. We don't write the Igeris Mered on the Arusa. It's for the Arusa. Le Arusa mi baile. So it says, no, holy kasha, that's not difficult. Tani le arusa. That's what it says. We could teach that it says le arusa. That when she demands nisuin, then we'll write a Igeris Mered. If he delays, we'll add to her ksuba. So now we want to get the exact distinction. Why is it that if she demands Yibam, we won't write a Igeris Mered, or a letter of rebellion? And if she demands nisuin, we will. Maishna Shemeras Yavam Delay Amrinanla. Maishna Shemeras Yavam Delay. Why by Shemeras Yavam do we not write a letter of rebellion? That Amrinanla we say to her, Zil go, lay Mifkidis. You're not commanded. We say he's not rebelling. How could you demand Yibam? You're not commanded in Puriya Varivya. So then how could she demand the Sunnah Rusanami name Allah say to her, Zil go? Lay mifkidus, you're not commanded. 
It must be she's coming with a taina of why she wants him to marry her. The Amra, she says, I need a stick for my hand, and a shovel for burial. I need a kid to lean on. I need someone who's going to bury me. So that's why if she demands Nesuen, he's rebelling. Well then, if, he, if she demands Yibam and he doesn't want to do it, then he's rebelling. Isn't the case of Shemeres Yavam where he's tainaing, um, where she's tainaing, I need someone to, to lean on and to be bury me. Says Let's go back to the original assumption where in both the Brisa and Shmuel we're talking about where he is Toivea Yibam. Kasha. It depends what he's asking for. If he's asking for Chalitza or for Yibam. The Amara Pedasan When Shmuel said Um, we don't like write an igaris mered. That's when again we have a sira. Shmuel says we don't write igaris mered, and we have a brisa that we do write an igaris mered. So what's the answer? Kan lachloitz v'kan liabim. The Amar Rab Pedas Amar Rab Yechanan. Tava lachloitz niskakenlay. The brisa that she's considered rebellion is where he's saying do chalitza. So if she refuses it, so she's rebelling. Tava liabim. But if he demands ibum, ain't niskakenlay. We don't force it. So now let's understand that. Why is it? That if she refuses Chalitza, she's a rebel, and if she refuses Yibam, she's not a rebel. Says Gemara, Maishna liabem Dulai. Why? What's different that we don't force Yibam? Damrinale, we say to him, How could you force her to do Yibam? Marry someone else. Zilvanasim itzachrita. Go marry someone else. So when he forces Yibam, so. We don't write Igeris Mered because we say go marry someone else. So too, then why in the Brisa do we write Igeris Mered? If he says, I want you to do Chalitza Lachlaitz, Nami Nameleh Zilvanasavitza. Why should he force her to do Chalitza? Go marry someone else. Meaning, if she, if he says, I want to do chalitza, and, he, and she says, no, I want to do yibam, then we write, Igeris Mered, on her. But why? Again, if, if he says, if he's toiveh, her lachloitz, and she refuses to do chalitza, only yibam, so then she's rebelling. But if he's toiveh for yibam, then we don't uh, write igeris mered, because 
that's not considered a rebellion. I mean, if he says, I want you to do Yibam, so then we don't force it. If he says, I want you to do Chalitza, and she doesn't want, then we write in Igeres Mered. Why? Why don't we force Yibam? Because we say, why should you do Yibam? Marry someone else, let her do Chalitza. So if she says, I want... Um, If he says do Yibam and she says no, if I'm sorry, if he says do Chalitza and she says no, then also why don't we say go marry someone else? So if he's the Toivea Chalitza, why do we say that under these circumstances we're going to write an Igeras Mered? Why don't we say go marry someone else? So he says, no, I'm not going to be able to marry someone else. If she's attached to me, nobody's going to give me another wife. I'm going to be hard pressed to find a wife if I'm attached to her. So then by the same token, why is it considered, what's the difference whether he demands Yibam or Chalitza? The same way Chalitza, where he's going to say, well, if she's attached to me, I'm not going to find another wife. So too, if he demands Yibum, why can't he say, I can't marry another wife? Nobody's going to give me another wife. She's attached to me. Both cases are, he's toiveya her for Yibum. There's no difficulty over here. Kan here we're talking about the original Mishnah, where Yibam was preferable, and here we're talking about the Mishnah Roina. How so? The Tnan we learned in the Mishnah, Mitzvah Yibam Koidemes Lemitzvah Chalitza. Original Yibam took precedence over Chalitza. Berishoina, in the beginning, Shayim Miskabna Shem Mitzvah. But Achshav Shayim Miskabna Shem Mitzvah, Amru Mitzvah Chalitza Koidemes Lemitzvah Yibam. So basically, when the Brisa says, that if you're when the Brisa says that a Shaimeras Yavam is a Moiredes, that's to- meaning one is talking about in the Mishnah Rishaina where he demands Yibam, so if she refuses, so she's a Moiredes. That's what the uh, Brisa is talking about. Shmuel is going like the the Brisa, the Mishnah Reina, that if he demands Yibam, she's not a Moiredes. Why? Because uh, Yibam is not the preferable option anymore. So the the Brisa is talking according to the Mishnah Rishayna, where Yibam was the preferable option, and if you if you uh, defer it, you're, you're a Moiredes. And uh, Shmuel is talking about according to the Mishnah Reina. Okay. Now. Let's continue on. Ad masayhu poiches. Until when does he diminish the money? Because we learned in the Mishnah on Daf Samach Gimel Amud Aleph that someone who rebels against the husband, we de- we uh, diminish from her ksuba seven dinar a week. Rabbi Yehuda says seven tarpek. Until her ksuba is up, Rabbi Yosi says no. We continue to detract because maybe she'll inherit. 
And if a man rebels against his wife, we add on the ksuba three dinar a week. Review this says three tarpek. <laughs> says Frekti Gemara. My tarpikin. What, what exactly is a tarpik? Amrav Sheshas Astira. Then Astira, Sela. Vikama see how much is a Sela? Pagadus is a half as us. So a tarpik is a half as us. So basically, according to Rabbi Yehuda, seven tarpik is added to her a tarpik a day if he doesn't have. Um, if she rebels, excuse me, if she rebels, we subtract one dinar every day, seven dinar a week. And if he rebels, it's three tarpik a week, which is basically a half a tarpik a day. So you see, if it's a half a tarpik a day, then it should come out to three and a half tarpikin. No, because we don't do Shabbos. When he rebels, we don't add on to her ksuba for Shabbos. When, when she rebels, we subtract from her ksuba on Shabbos. But we don't add on to her ksuba for his rebellion. Amra of Sheshes, Estir Vekama Estira, Paga de Zuzah. Tanya Nami Yach, we learned in Brass like this as well. Yehuda Omer, Shloisha Tarpikin, three tarpik, which is Tesha Ma'in, which is nine ma. And a ma, basically, Ma v'chitzel chayyim, a ma and a half every day. So we're proving that a tarpik is a half as us. Why? Because Yehuda says, how much is three tarpik? Nine ma, and that means if it's nine ma, then it comes out. We said that a tarpik is. Um, a half a zuz. So three tarpik is one and a half zuz. And we're saying it's nine ma. So three tarpik is one and a half zuz, which equals nine ma. Now we know that one zuz is six ma. So one and a half zuz is nine ma, which is exactly three tarpik. So this substantiates what we said before, um, that a tarpik is a half a zuz. Because, Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, Shloisha tarpik, in Shein Tesha Ma'en, Mavachetze L'chol Yayim. So, a, a tarpik is a half a zuz, which is, um, which is six ma. Excuse me, Zuz is six ma. So a tarpik comes out to be three ma. Because if a Zuz is six ma and a tarpik is a half a Zuz, so a tarpik is three ma. Okay. Why is it that him, we give him for Shabbos? Which means if she doesn't want to live with him, we deduct from her ksuba seven um, tarpik a week. Seven tarpik a week includes Shabbos, a tarpik a day. As opposed to when 
when he rebels, we add on to Aksuba three tarpik a week, which is a half a zuz a day, but we're not adding on for Shabbos. We're not giving three and a half tarpik for the week. We're giving three tarpik for the week. So why does, why does he gain for Shabbos and she doesn't gain for Shabbos? Why does we deduct from her Ksuba on Shabbos, we don't add to her Ksuba on Shabbos? So Gemara says very simple. Her, who her Ksuba is being diminished, it doesn't look like he's being paid on Shabbos. Because it's going down. Her Ksuba is going down in value. But he, the Isifi Kaimasvi, but he, to add for his her ksuba, in other words, why is it he gets money on Shabbos and she doesn't get money on Shabbos? The answer is she, where her ksuba is being diminished, it doesn't look like Shabbos, so therefore he's getting on Shabbos. He, where he, he's causing her ksuba to be added to, it looks like Schar Shabbos. Merci Schar Shabbos. So therefore, we do not add to her Ksuban Shabbos. Amrle Reb Chiyabar Yosef L'Shmuel Ma bein Moriah L'Maredas Why is it that when he rebels, she makes a lot less money than when she rebels. When she rebels, we're deducting seven a week. When he rebels, we're adding three a week. Basically, why does he need the relations more than she does? That's the basic question. Why is it if she, um, if she refrains, if she refuses relations, so she only gains uh, three tarpik a week? But if, if um, she refuses relations, so then he, he gains seven tarpik a week. So Gemara says, I'm relate, say Loman, Mishuk Shel Go to the market, go to the, the house of prostitution. Who pays for who? He's paying for her. So that means he needs it more than her. Very simple. His need is apparent from the outside. Rashi says, when he needs it, he has a kishoy, and people see, and it's embarrassing to him. So therefore, he's compensated. When she needs it, Nobody knows. There's no outward sign. And therefore, she doesn't have the embarrassment factor, and therefore she is not uh, compensated. She's not compensated as much. That's why his uh, loss is compensated more than her loss. Good? Okay. Shkoyach, everyone. Hatzlach, Rabba. Have a good night. Kol tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.